Beyond Sin 361. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio. B008.5. Up next, Andy Last has fun chats with awesome synthwave artists. It's time for Beyond Synth. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last and this is Beyond Synth. On today's show, I am going to be chatting with Dream Kid. And if you don't know who Dream Kid is, then you do not have TikTok or Instagram because uh, <laughs> he popped on the scene and then his account like exploded. The algorithm uh, loved him, which is uh, pretty exciting because I haven't seen that really happen in the synthwave scene before in this sort of way. So it was interesting to talk to him and he's a cool guy and we'll get to that in just a second now you know that uh, if you enjoy the show you can support it on patreon at patreon.com slash beyond synth and we have a new patron this week that is correct in the ten dollar club we're talking about matt oxner thanks dude matt oxner's a cool guy i recognize that name wait weren't you a patron like years ago we've talked before it's been several years though right my memory is horrible matt let me know did we once chat were you once at the toronto airport or something did that happen was that you was that like eight years ago or something Anyway, listen, the point is this. Thank you for supporting this show. And I would also like to thank Chris Michael Ori. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Ori? Ori? Chris Michael Ori. You let me know if I'm saying it properly. But he just sent in a very lovely gift uh, via PayPal. You can also support the show on PayPal. And uh, he sent some support. Very generous, Chris. Thank you very much. And he says, Appreciate you repping the synthwave scene. Big fan of the new season. Was skeptical when you mentioned the change coming. You're killing it. Keep it up. Also sent you an email asking what your end credits song was called. And that I liked the intro song by Ogre. The irony that it was end credits three by ogre lol i had tried and tried to shazam it but normally never got a hit i did get a hit one time end credits by ogre i quickly googled it up and went to his band camp and then i'm like what the fuck not it didn't realize he has multiple releases called end credits hilarious fucking artists cheers andy thanks for the laughs and great music chris o from campbell river bc hey that's cool fellow canadian anyways listen i really appreciate your support dude uh, very generous of you i'm glad you're enjoying the show and on that note let's go chat with dream kid so let's listen to a track uh, dream kid just put out a new single days ago called street lights so let's listen to street lights by dream kid and then when the song is finished i will be chatting with dream kid so this is dream kid with street lights
States, and I'm here right now with Dream Kid, a.k.a. Ryan. How's it going, man? Hello. Good thanks on you. I'm okay. How are you today? <laughs> Why okay? It's the Easter weekend. You should be happy, no? Yeah, I just got back from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, was it disappointing? It was fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's hard to explain. It's literally like a movie that it's not bad. Like, it, it was good. Yeah. It's just that it did exactly what it needed to do and nothing more nothing more nothing more yeah so it's weird it's like coming out of the theater i wasn't like filled with joy or happiness or excitement it was just sort of like okay cool yeah it it did it had all like the little nostalgic things in there yeah it didn't reach any heights of like creativity or anything like there was nothing surprising that they did it was sort of just it was fine like it was fine yeah yeah like, it did the job but that was that was a just to the brief and nothing more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like a committee just said, here's the things we have to do. And they did all of those things well. Yeah. But there was nothing also that really annoyed me either. Mm. Like often when I see movies like these kind of family animated films, there's a lot of stuff in there that annoys me. Yeah. And I wasn't annoyed. Like I enjoyed watching it. Mm. It's just, you know, when you come out of a movie and, and, you know, even like if it's a blockbuster film and there's at least like there's some cool moments where if someone said to you, like, what was your favorite part? It made you feel something cool and you're like, ah, oh, that made me a little kind of fuzzy feeling in that part and... Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I remember, you know, coming out of the theater after seeing, like, The Dark Knight, and if someone was like, you know, what was your favorite part? I'm like, oh, you know when fucking Joker's, like, driving at Batman with the fucking truck, and then Batman yeah. tow cables it and flips the truck, and then he flipped up on his bike yeah. and did that spin? Yeah. And this movie doesn't really have any of that. It's just all fine. Yeah, that's, yeah that kind of sucks. I mean... I remember watching, um, I remember I was so pumped up for the first Suicide Squad movie. I was like, this is going to be so good. I was like, Jared Leto's Joko looks badass. I was like so pumped. And I remember sitting in the movie house thinking, I actually, I actually might walk out. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the one movie I was just so disappointed. I was like, Cora Delevingne can't act. I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. Of all the movies you could have said, it had to be Suicide Yeah, Squad. that was literally like one movie I remember just thinking like, this is this is tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get what you mean as well. It's almost like the most fine movie I've ever seen. Mm. That's why I'm, I'm having difficulty articulating it. Anyway, listen, man. We're not here yeah. to talk about Super Mario. We're here to talk about <laughs> Dream Kid. Damn it! Yeah. So first of all, you've got uh, you've got an interesting accent. So where are you uh, from? Born in South Africa. Uh, most of my family's from England. My mom was born in Devon, but I, I moved here when I was about twenty-one years old, which was in about two thousand and five, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I've been in the UK nearly half my life, nearly, but but not. But you still retain some of the accent. Yeah, I just can't. Um, I mean, most of my friends that moved from South Africa to England, they all like they got like English accents after about seventeen working days. But like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I just can't seem to lose it. I think it's because I don't really pay attention to what's happening around me, and also on top of that, there's so many accents in London. You know, mm. someone's Spanish, someone's Italian, someone's Cockney, someone's posh, someone's not posh, someone's a Safa, some somebody's Australian. I mean, how do you pick up an accent when everyone's got a different accent that is a very good point yeah that's the thing like when i went to america once i mean after three weeks i started saying like yeah a lot and i was like okay this, <laughs> this, this is quite easy to slip into because everyone sounds american yeah well the majority but especially a place like london it's like everyone's got a different accent so i, I can't really 
So you just you just zone out. You just like well, everyone's different. So how you, you can't pick up anything. You know, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I've always seen it. And on top of that, also I don't really, I, I naturally don't copy people what they're doing. Right. In terms of you know when some, everyone's dressing like this, I'm kind of always on my own little mission anyway. Not yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. Not that I'm highly original, but that's just the way I'm. You know, as an individual, so I think that's part of it. I have that problem, but I feel like it can be offensive because if I'm with somebody, I will start subconsciously mimicking their accent. Okay, and it's not a choice. Like I'm not doing it to like fuck with people. It's just like yeah, it sometimes it comes out of me, and then I feel bad. I'm like, oh god, like I didn't mean to, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if people have fun accents, it's it's fun to like yeah, you know, become one with them. But then it can also be seen as the the <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Even, even my friends from South Africa, they're all like, dude, like your accent is still the same. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't help it. Stop judging me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my accent. Like, I was born there. Like, just deal with it. But it, your mom was born in England. So, like, how did she end up in South Africa? Well, she was born in England. But, um, and then my grandparents, uh, my grandfather's from Leeds and my grandmother's from Scotland. And they moved to Zimbabwe when my mom was about five. I think they moved there for, I don't know, teaching jobs or my grandfather was a teacher. And on top of that, my dad was born in South Africa, but his dad is from England too. So I've had a British passport since I was four, but I could have got it from either my dad's side or my mom's side. And I got it from my mom's side. So I I have two passports. I have the South African one and I have the British one. Like, do you ever go back there or did all the main people move? (laughs) The main people. Um, (laughs) I I go there. No, my family's all pretty much there. So I, I go there every year. And sometimes I go for as long as three months. So I was just there now from January to February. So I I tend to go there for quite long holidays. Okay. I I do love it. I do love going home. I mean, obviously it's got its problems, but compared to London, it's a whole different lifestyle. And it's it's great when you're on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think living there might be a different story. And I'm not sure what it feels like because I haven't lived there in so long. But it's great on holiday. Like Cape Town is is awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, listen... We'll, we'll we'll talk more about that because I don't think I've ever chatted. Oh no, wait, Stu from Outland, he's yeah, South African, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he 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 manages me. Yeah, yeah. But I only met Stu in London, and he's from Cape Town. I'm actually from Durban, which is a different state or province. Stu's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only other person I've chatted with. I think with this accent. Yeah. But I've no, I don't think I've chatted with him on the show. But he uh, he arranged some pretty cool. Like probably the coolest event that happened in Toronto was organized by Stu. Yeah. So just before, just before <laughs> lockdown, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look. How about this? Let's listen to a song, and then we will uh, keep chatting. So I got a bunch of uh, Dream Kid tracks to play, Ooh. and this one uh, might be my favorite. So I don't know if it's weird to start with that one, but it's called right. Fatal Attraction cool. by Dream Kid.
And that was Fatal Attraction by Dream Kid. Ooh. And I'm here with Dream Kid right now, Ryan, talking right about now. South Africa. Or like if we're gonna we're gonna start talking about it because I got questions. Cool. Bring on the questions. So <laughs> <laughs> as one does in podcasts. Because obviously you lived your first twenty years there, right? So like what were you doing? Were you were you were you playing music over there? Yeah, I was in a pop punk band from when I was about sixteen, and we actually left. I left with my band. We all got on the same flight, and we all left. We actually did quite well in South Africa. We got on the like in the in the South African radio charts. We played some of the biggest shows there and the biggest festivals. But um, at the time, because there was no the internet, kind of hadn't really picked up. We were like, well, we all got like British ancestry. Let's just try and let's see what we can do in England. So I'm actually still in a band with those guys um, <laughs> to, to this day. <laughs> what's the What's the band? It was called What Now. It was very pop punk, but then we we signed to a US label and we changed a couple things. And now it's called New Volume. It's very different to Dream Kid. It's more uh, It's more the pish mode mixed with alternative rock. I don't really sing. I'm more like backing and and play guitar. And so that's still a, an active project. It's still a, it's still active. We haven't really been that active since COVID pulled in but we have a new album that we need to drop at some stage we're just trying to work out yeah we're still in the process of that so wait so dream kid then was was that born of just the fact that that was literally born in lockdown right okay i didn't know how to produce i didn't know anything i didn't know about compression i don't know about eq i didn't know about nothing um, i still don't i, <laughs> I still got another <laughs> <laughs> um, just relied on my ear and I basically just sat and obsessed over everything during lockdown and I just wrote and recorded and watched YouTube tutorials and that's kind of how the first album came along, came about. Is it weird for your bandmates that you just have like this side thing that blew up? No, no, they're happy for me and initially I was like, sorry guys, I'm doing this uh, synthwave thing. And they were like totally cool with it in the beginning. And I was like, no, they're totally cool. I mean, they, they're like my brothers. They're like, they're my best friends. So it's... Did they all keep their accents? Yes, but not as strong as mine. I probably got the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll lose it one day when I'm 85. So then with your band, is that a band that's like a jam thing? Like you guys got to be together in order to... No, we kind of, it's very like we get together. I mean, my drummer lives in Sweden now. So he, he comes over here every now and then. And then we will we'll basically write and rehearse and that kind of stuff. If we've got like gigs happening, which hasn't been for a while. But it's still there. It's still, it's still there. It's just not there, there. <laughs> How long has that guy been in Sweden? Like, does he have a crazy accent now if it's combining all no, these elements? No, he's... They both have South African accents still, but it's just a little bit shaved off the edges where mine's still a bit like, Hey, how's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, we're going to be talking about your accent for the whole show. That's fine. Just a, <laughs> just a heads That's up. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys were about to release something? We actually had an album ready and then, and then COVID came. So we were like, well, let's not release it over COVID. Let's just wait, wait it out. And then in that time, I was like, I need to do something else. Like, I'm too creative. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. I don't, I need to do something else. Otherwise, I'll, I'll go crazy, especially during COVID. Like, I had to, I had to do something. So, so in the band, then is someone else like the main songwriter person? Yeah, the other guitar and he, he writes a lot of the stuff, but I mean, we, we all kind of, we've all written together as a band. 
since the start so it's kind of a, a mix and a mash generally especially with the music right and the melodies and that kind of stuff yeah so lockdown like, yeah i was just like i need to do something and it was kind of in that time where i was in some of the synthwave groups and i was just kind of like looking about seeing what's happening and then i saw Stu on there and Stu's actually a friend of mine on facebook and i was like dude what are you doing in a synthwave group you south african no south africans know about synthwave <laughs> i'm the only one that knows about synthwave what are you what are you doing there <laughs> And then he was like, dude, I have a label. Like we've done a gig in Toronto and that kind of stuff. And, and obviously I'd played gigs with him in the early years in London. Like we had opened up for his, one of his bands. Basically that band I moved over from South Africa. We moved to England and then after a year we split up for about two years. And me and my drummer from that band, we started another band called Miami, which is kind of, I suppose I was trying to go for the synthwave thing, but it was early. It was like 2008. You know, Synthwave wasn't, I mean, to my knowledge, Synthwave wasn't really a thing. So it was kind of like a pop punk thing that had a very 80s coloring and and logos and that kind of thing. And basically that band, we opened up for one of Stu's bands. And that's how I met Stu initially. And this is like 2008, 2009. <laughs> this is ages ago. Yeah, so he, yeah. I, I, I met him briefly and he was on my Facebook, basically. And then during lockdown through the synthwave groups he was like okay well i've seen you perform on stage i know you you know you've got what it takes like send me what you're making and send me what you're doing and and then it was in that time where i was like okay i'm gonna call myself dream kid um very cliche synthwave name but i kind of wanted that i didn't want to i didn't want to be too abstract i just wanted to make it like as cliche as it as it comes that's how it started and then and then i started sending him songs and he was like okay this is good and initially i wasn't gonna sing i was like i'm just gonna make instrumentals and then i started singing a bit because i've got a very like pop punk blink 182 kind of a voice and i thought okay maybe kind of works different and yeah that's how it was born (laughs) there you go well there's the dream kid origin right there so how about we uh we listen to a song. Cool. Which 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 one should we pick next here? Let me look at the list here. You know how how about we listen to Office Wave? That's a fun one. Cool. And then we'll keep chatting. Rad. So this is uh, Office Wave by Dream Kid.
All right, and that was Office Wave by Dream Kid. And I'm here with Dream Kid right now, Ryan, talking yo, about... Yo, yo, yo. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I never knew Stu had a band. I, I didn't... I always thought he was just sort of a managerial no, he, type. He, he's a drummer. He still plays in cover bands. Well, there you go. I'm learning a lot about Stu today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a musician. He's a musician. <laughs> <laughs> he probably told me now that I think about it. You know, it's hard. Uh, I don't retain a lot of the information because I've, I've been doing this show for like 10 years. Okay. And uh, I have talked to lots of people. And so, mm. and my brain is mush. And so um, that's why uh, I'm very excited for AI to organize my information and my files for me because I'm not going to be able to do it. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to that too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So what was going on then in your youth? So you've got, you're playing uh, pop punk music, having a good time. I started off in in, in rap. I started listening to MC Hammer when I was about five. And then I went (laughs) into like Brian Adams and Aerosmith. And then I kind of got into Green Day in about 95. And then I got into like Blink. And then I was surfing a lot because I'm a surfer. My dad's a surfer. I was on the beach a lot. And I just, uh, the whole pop punk thing kind of was heavily involved in the whole surfing skate culture. And from there, I started a band. And yeah. Did you ever go to the Golden Mile Beachfront in Durban? Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> how, is it, what? Do you, have you been there? No, I just, I did. <laughs> I downloaded some facts about... Uh, <laughs> uh, I've never heard of it being referred to as a golden mile, but um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, Durban, that's, where I, that's where I kind of grew up surfing. Uh, it's called North Beach in Durban. It's like the Durban Promenade. Okay. It's very sort of, I would say, a little bit similar to Venice Beach in a way. It's got like the palm trees and the promenade and everyone's skating and cycling. And it's, it, it had a similar kind of... It was a similar kind of laugh. I would say, growing up on the beachfront. Right, right, right. I used to literally get dropped off and my dad will just drop me off at like nine in the morning and then pick me up at like five at night and I'll just spend the whole day there with friends just surfing <laughs> and eating junk food and yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> How does that compare to the surfing at Jeffrey's Bay? I've actually never surfed Jeffrey's Bay. My, my, my dad surfs there a lot. He goes there quite often. I've been there. I've been <laughs> there There's a major up. international surfing competition there. Yes, the Billabong Pro. <laughs> Yeah. My dad actually had, uh, he was staying there with his friend and she, he actually had dinner with Kelly Slater. Fun fact. Ooh. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. We should. Okay, cool. So then it sounds pretty I- idyllic, right? Like the the weather's warm over there. Yeah, which is completely different to London. I don't know what I'm doing here, but anyways. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Not surfing? No. Can you still surf? I can. I surf when I go on holiday there and I genuinely stand up first wave. So, yeah. Do you ever see the movie uh, Point Break? I have. It still holds... Actually, it holds up. Well, oh, Point Break's up. a fucking awesome movie. There's some terrible ones. I can't think of the names. I have seen some terrible ones, but Point Break still holds up for sure. Oh, no, Point Break's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was there was a movie, I think it was in the 90s, called Surf Ninjas. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that again. It's probably so bad. <laughs> Surf Ninjas. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of Surf Ninjas. Um, Yeah. There's a movie. I think I might watch it. I might watch it later now. I I need some inspiration. (laughs) What do you mean by later? Isn't it like two in the morning where you are? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll go to bed at five, six, so it's all good. I'll have some hours to kill, but I'll probably be doing music anyway, so. So you're like a night owl. Yeah. I try not to be, and I try... I try to change my time clock as much as I can, because it's... I don't think it's actually that great for my mental health but Mm -mm. so i try to 
I try to fix it and it might happen for maybe two or three nights and then I, and then I slip back into that night thing again. I just find I, I'm more creative at night and I come up with better ideas at night and apparently when I was a baby I was the same. I just didn't want to sleep at night <laughs> only in the day. So it's probably something built into me that I just can't It's tough because you want... Like I, I feel better if I wake up early yeah. and have like more daylight in my exactly. life. But I hate waking up early. Mm. I've got kids, so I have to to take them to school. Yeah. But I'm always groggy. Like I'm awful in the morning. Mm. It takes me probably like a good an hour and a half to like boot up and not be angry about being awake. Yeah. I'm like that. Sounds like me every day. Yeah, because I because <laughs> I fall asleep usually more like around like one or two. Okay, and then I have to wake up at seven six to take the kids yeah. to school, and then and then I'm grumpy, and then I just end up taking like a nap because I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I take a mad nap, an angry an angry nap. Yeah, it's never satisfying. Yeah, I always thought I was more creative at nighttime, mm. but lately when I've actually like analyzed. I don't really get much done. Yeah. I'll be awake at night and I'll be in front of the computer, but then I find if I actually pay attention to the my work output, it's like I didn't really do anything for uh, like 10 p.m. onwards. I just sort of stared yeah. at the screen. Dude, yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> maybe it's part of, maybe part of it is that in the day you have people texting you and people asking you questions mm-hmm. and that might have something to do with it. But I know for a fact that like if you sleep at night, it's better for you than if you sleep in the day. Yes. Even though I don't want to sleep or you, you will not want to sleep in the day, it's better for you. But it's just so hard to sleep in, I mean, to sleep at night, sorry. It is the distraction now that's the most frustrating thing. Like, because the daytime is obviously where I have the most time to work, mm. but it's so full of distractions yeah. that I'm never able to, um, I mean, I say this a lot on the show, but like, I just, it's getting into the zone. I need to get into the zone. Yeah. And it's hard to get into the zone when you have Dude, things happening. It's fucking crazy. But lately I'm starting to think that it might be me trying to justify my procrastination. Yeah. Because... The rules I've set for what needs to happen for me to be in the zone yeah. is so specific. It's like, it needs to be between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. and it needs to be cloudy outside okay. and kind of warm and I need to have just had like a coffee, you know. <laughs> All these yeah. things have to align. It and then I'm actually so much like, it's exactly how I am actually thinking. Are you, you must be, are you ADHD? Because you sound ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm ADHD. That's probably, that's one of my reasons. It's just an Mm. excuse for my procrastination. It's like, because I feel like if I outline this crazy, the stars aligning in order for me to work properly, then that justifies why I never work properly. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes do you feel like you have, you have so many things to do and they all kind of come at you at once. So you end up just doing nothing. Because you you don't even know where to start. You're like, I don't know where to start, so I'm just going to just sit there. Yes. It's a crazy (laughs) psychological trick that when I have a giant to-do list, I do nothing. And then when you start doing something, you're like, this isn't so bad. Why didn't I just start it like four hours ago? I know. There's no, oh, dude, every, every day I feel like I have not done what I wanted to do. Like, just every day feels like that. And even if you do do something with me, even if I do work and I do a bunch of stuff, I'll still be like, you lazy piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did nothing today. Meantime, 
Look, I'm like, dude, you mixed a song, you made a TikTok, just calm, just calm down. You've mm. done stuff. <laughs> like, I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand, dude. It's the same. It's, well, well, well look, how about this? Mm-hmm. Speaking of not doing things, we're going to do something right now. We're going to listen to some cool music. Radical. I got to... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Surf Ninja's soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, man. This is one from, uh, this is with the part where the Surf Ninja was getting away and he was a fugitive. This is a track called The Fugitive by Dream Kid.
All right, and that was The Fugitive uh, by Dream Kid. And I'm here with Dream Kid right now, Ryan. Yo. Talking about procrastination and getting shit done. Yeah, tough world out there. You just mentioned it uh, before we started listening to the song there, because you were talking about getting stuff done and doing TikToks and shit. So you are probably like one of like the, the breakout like synthwave people on TikTok, because that, uh, that was a big deal, even on your Instagram, too. That was uh, yeah. a big thing. Why the hell did that happen? I have no idea. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. It must be the sure aesthetic, why. right? It's it's partly like your look. It's it's a combination of things. Um, I might just be lucky with the algorithm. I, I find the algorithm is such a weird thing, and I'm still to this day trying to work out what the hell. I think it's so random. Mm-hmm. The algorithm, and once you once it gets on your side, it's awesome. But then once it's not on your side, it's horrible. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, there was a couple of us doing sort of dabbling into the, you know, the TikTok thing. And for sure, Sunglasses Kid was one of the first, one one of the first people that I remember seeing. And I saw some, I saw a couple other people. And I think we were all just kind of fun, you know, trying to work out what, what do Synthwave people do online? I mean, how can we push stuff, you know? I mean, what do you, what should you do? And I think I used to, I would post a couple of videos of me just jamming and I'd be like, yeah, this, uh, this is one, this is me working on a new track. Or I'll do a couple of videos where it was like, here's, I'm going to add some bass. Now let me add the drums and all together it sounds like this. And I'll do a couple of those. And some of them started doing, doing quite well. And I was like, okay, so something's sort of happening here. People are taking notice. And then one video, I was going to do exactly that. I was going to go, okay, I'm making some bass. I'm going to put in the riff. I'm going to put in the drums. And then at just as I was going to post it, I just said, it's 1986 and you're driving home after a breakup. Like, just cliche as random, just off the top of my head. Wasn't even thinking about it. I only had like 800 followers, so I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just, whatever. Let's just try this. And then it just, it just, it just it literally hit a, one and a half million. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. carry on. Like, you know, it's just, it's just make you know, it's, it's just helping. I think I'm seeing now that it's actually, it's pushing the whole, the whole scene out there and, and, and other people are doing well now from doing the similar kinds of stuff. And I think it's great. I've always thought like people are really hungry for this 80s thing, but a lot of people don't know about it, even though there's a whole scene and we think everyone knows about it. Nobody, there's a lot of people that don't know about it. That's been the hardest part for me like this whole time because uh, over the course of doing this show, I've met so many really talented people who actually make very good music. Yeah. Like, not like good for a, a fucking bedroom producer, but I mean good music. Yeah. That's like solid. Definitely. There's like synth pop and instrumental and, uh, you know, movie score kind of shit and all this stuff. Definitely. And it's like a different mentality because for me, when I, when I discovered Synthwave, and this was in 2013, I was instantly like, I need to... I need more. Mm. So I, f- I found one thing and then it was like, oh, well, this is exciting. Discovered the Synthwave hashtag and I just kept diving and getting more and more and more. Yeah. And I just feel like there is a lot of people who um, don't. Like, they like it. Mm. Every time they hear Synthwave or some movie comes out that's got this retro vibe, they're like, oh, it's so cool. It's like the 80s. But then, but then they stop. Yeah, they don't make that the connection. Yeah, and so yeah. that's it's it's hard because 
honestly, like, my wife's always on TikTok, and I hear the shitty music that comes out of that thing, mm. and I'm like, why don't people start putting more of these fucking synthwave tracks behind their cat videos and stuff? It's like, mm. it would be a much more enjoyable platform if it was, like, cool music. Yeah. So many people wreck these videos. Like, you know, I'll watch the fucking cat, and I'm like, this is cool, and all of a sudden, just like, oh, no, oh, no, and like, <laughs> I just want to smash the phone. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, like, dude, I've got, like, I've got a playlist with, like, fucking 60,000 songs, and, like, they're all cool, and it's like, this, mm. you know, I mean, like, let's, uh, what, what is my point? I don't know what my it's, point it's, it's, I think, <laughs> I mean, your point is, I think, yeah, it's been, like, half a while, but I, it's definitely starting that a lot of people are, are using this kind of music. I mean, some of my reels have, I mean, I've had, like, a 100,000 people have used some of my music from a reel, and they've used it in their reels. Well, that's awesome. It's definitely starting, yeah. But, I mean... Like with me, I've got such like imposter syndrome. I, I I'm still like, dude, I, like I, I still don't get it. I scratch my head and I'm like, why did mine do so well? <laughs> because there are so many more like musically talented synthwave artists out there. I feel like your your look is part of it, but then I'm wondering probably how the algorithm knew that. Because obviously, you know, because I've been familiar with the synthwave scene for a long time now, and there was definitely different, like, mm. phases of it. Mm. Like, in the beginning, it was a lot of people who liked wearing masks. Okay. Because a lot of dudes, right? It's a lot of dudes doing bedroom music who maybe don't want to put their faces out there or whatever. So it was a lot of yeah. masks. And there was a certain type of person, you know what I mean? And so definitely yeah. seeing you do it, it's like, okay, this is, this is different for the scene. Yeah. And so I do think maybe that had part of it. Like, there is, there is that I aspect. Mean, I, yeah. I definitely think, like, subconsciously, I was always, like... I mean, I kind of discovered this since I've seen it, and I was, like... I want to put my my kind of personality into it. And I think it kind of did maybe help. Maybe that's part of the reason. But also, some people are, like, well, it's confusing. They're, like, what the hell? This is Johnny Depp from the dollar stores making <laughs> these TikTok, <laughs> like, these, this 80s music. I think... Because... Literally every fifth comment is something about Johnny Depp. So <laughs> it could be that. It could be that. It could be, I don't know. And, and the other weird thing is it, it started on TikTok, but then it also started on Instagram. And then it also now starting on YouTube. So they've all kind of worked. It's not like one platform, the algorithm said cool. And the other platform said no. Right. They've all, they've all, you know, done pretty well. So whatever it is. Yeah. I'm always curious as to how many people really jump from one to the other. Like, that's the part that yeah. I've always had difficulty with. I, I mean, I've never understood how to fucking game the the algorithm or whatever. I wish it was something I, I knew think, about. I think a lot of people think they do, but they actually have no idea what the fucking, yeah, yeah. what is going on. <laughs> I think even people who work at TikTok are probably like, you know what, it changes here every 16 hours, the algorithm. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen a lot of uh, advertisers, though, on Instagram keep telling me that they know how to boost stuff. That seems to be like, yeah. whenever I'm scrolling through Instagram, it's all ads now. And it's all just like, are you trying to up your Spotify game? Uh, you know, Sign up to Bot City. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get your- <laughs> <laughs> we'll get your plays out there. Yeah. <laughs> Bot City. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like, I even like have this conversation with, with some people and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to actually try and hack. The, I don't want to try and work out the algorithm. I just want to make cool shit and post it. And if it does well, 
does well. If it doesn't do well, cool. Like, I'm not going to try... I don't want to have to try and chase this... Chase the dragon of algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, it's just that for me, is just th- that doesn't sound fun. No. Uh, I, I just want to just make stuff and post it and I don't really... Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to end up being like a creative person who just tailors what they do mm. to what they think the audience wants instead of like following their passion. Yeah, and no, I, I don't like... I, I'm not into that. I mean, I had some artists that sang over my my tracks on tiktok and then they wanted to release the song for them and i was like it's not how i want not nothing to do with their capabilities but that's not how i want my song to go yeah yeah yeah. just because it's done well on on tiktok that doesn't mean that now that's what i must release it as that's not how i envisioned it and that's not how i want to make my art so but it is it's, it's a weird time because there is that factor of people can 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 sing over your track and then it turns into like a banging viral sensation of a song, you know, and then you can release it. But it's just we're in a different time where you might not want to do that or you yeah. might want to do that. <laughs> but we all we all kind of trying to work this stuff out. Algorithms and how do you go about this kind of stuff? It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an unusually cool time in music, I suppose. Well, speaking of cool music, why don't we uh, listen to this track, Obsession? How about that? Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you're not very impressed with my segues. Um, all right, here we go. This is uh, Obsession by Dream Kid. <laughs>
And that was Dream Kid with the track Obsession. And I'm here right now with Dream Kid talking about TikTok. So how many how many of those do you do a week? Two a week. Two a week is is good. Initially, I was doing three a week and sometimes even four, but I was just like, I might burn out if I, if I do this. Did you have like a schedule going? Uh, not really. I would just kind of roughly in my head be like, okay, I need to make one tonight. And I mean, how I do make them is I, I'll think of the, the, the caption and then I'll make the, the music and then I'll film it and then I'll edit it and, and post it literally in about three to four hours. It's kind of how I'll do it. I, I'm not overthinking it. And there has been times where I have overthought them and I've tried to like make it. Let me make this production sick and let me 
let me spend two days mixing it and all the ones I've done like that have just flopped so I don't, and all the ones <laughs> that I've just slapped out in three hours have gone viral so now I'm just like you know what just keep slapping them out who cares and you never know what's going to do well until it actually gets posted so isn't that the way it always is though I think maybe with Synthwave it's about the vibe yeah you know? and so maybe maybe subconsciously you can feel that when you just jam yeah you're more uh, you're vibing more than when you plan something yeah it's so weird I mean like it's probably like that in music and throughout history you know like the Def, I know like with Def Leppard they were like oh we need one more song on the album uh, let's got this little little riff and it turned out to be Pour Some Sugar On Me and they slapped it out in five seconds and that was the song that pretty much <laughs> blew up so I think it's like that you know with a lot of music but yeah definitely I've worked out that the songs that I just rush and I just not think about and I just slap together are the ones that have gone viral it's very weird and also too if it doesn't work it's not as much of a like a oh no, burden's not the word I'm yeah. looking for. What's if that? you're doing a lot quickly and you're just kind of slapping them out, if one flops, you're like, okay, well, I only spent three hours, two hours, and that's so who cares? Because I always put all oh, so much work into like the things that uh, I produce, and I'm always like, why, why bother? Like whenever I do some dumb video or I just turn the camera on and say some <laughs> stupid voice, everyone like there's more comments and people are like, it's funny, and then I'll spend like six months editing a video on YouTube that like 100 people watch, and I'm like, I know, I probably put like a hundred hours into this fucking thing you know that's exactly i was actually thinking about the other day i was just like what is the point if you don't know what's going to do well and all the stuff that's done well has been slapped out then what is the point of doing of sitting here and trying to make it perfect because it's just pointless i mean if you feel like you need to make it great in your head and you think i need to spend this is going to be sick then if you have fun doing it then cool then do that but to be fair, we are talking about social media short little videos here, right? Like, we're not talking exactly. about the album. No. We're not, you know, I mean, that's that's the difference. Because I think it's like, how much do you really want to put in when at the end of the day it is a thing that people are sort of like yeah. flicking through? But you know you've got your album that, yes, you'll, you'll obsess over that and you'll spend hours fucking doing yeah. different things. Like, it's a different thing. Exactly. And I mean, even so, like, you... You might mix it perfectly and then TikTok compression will just come in and destroy it anyway. So, <laughs> whatever. So, see, I do know what compression does. What it does. <laughs> it destroys <still> things. <laughs> <laughs> I never will. No, yeah. Wait, so you're working on a new one now. When does is, when is the new one come out? Well, we're aiming for, I would say, the latter half of this year, which is after, just after July. So, maybe August. So, how far along is this project? Probably about a third through. I mean, it'll go quicker now because I'm locking in what songs that I, that I actually want to finish and then I can just get on with it. For me, a lot of the time, which, which takes long, is is working out of my head what kind of songs I want and what vibe and what album theme and that kind of stuff. But once I have that, then I can kind of lock in and, and finish it quickly. So when you're doing the um, TikToks, and uh, Instagram posts and stuff like that. Do you use those tracks as like starting points for full songs? Yeah. So before the TikTok things happened, I actually thought I had the 12 songs that I wanted to finish for the album. And now a lot of those those original songs have been replaced with a lot of these TikTok songs. Well, now you can have like a B-Sides <laughs> album. Exactly. So I've got so many demos now. It's it's, it's awesome. It's just, It actually kind of forces me to just write a lot. 
So even if I make a TikTok and it flops or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. You've written something and and it's just, <laughs> think just pushing you. It's pushing you to become a better musician. Think about that sentence. You know, we're like, well, I'm like 41 years old, <laughs> and the idea of the sentence, if my TikTok flops, if someone <laughs> said that to me a few years ago, just like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Fucking TikTok exactly. flops. Exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I have fun making them. So, oh, you know, I would make them anyway. So it's all fun. So I enjoy doing it. And that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> I know all it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because when Synthwave sort of blew up, there was a lot of people that sort of came in. And some of it did feel a little cynical. Well, not cynical. but when 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 did Synthwave, would you say, blew up? Because I think I missed that. When I say blew up, like, I mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But... It um, became a scene, sort of, thing. I think the scene sort of started forming... It's like 2012... Okay, that early. ...is when, wow. you know, when people are actually using the word... Okay. ...in that context. Because it existed, right? I mean, there was these artists doing, like, Outrun and shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Valerie Collective were making things, and mm. Miami Nights and stuff, and... Okay. And, and that stuff was happening. Yeah, Miami Nights was one of the first albums. Whatever album, I think it's called Turbo, or I don't know, I forgot the name. But that was the first album that I heard. When they started making the music, they weren't even calling it synthwave, right? Like that was mm. some, sort of got retroactively applied to okay. some of those early works of like Laserhawk and and stuff like that. Where I feel like it was after the movie Drive. Drive was a huge fucking yeah, obviously, yeah. and that's kind of how I found the scene in the first place because I was just listening to a movie podcast and they were like oh if you like you know synth music scores you might like this movie and I'm like well I like synth music scores because <laughs> I mean before this point mm. I would listen to things like Tangerine Dream music scores and stuff like that and my favorite group is like Depeche Mode and I've always liked okay. synth pop and all that stuff mm. but it was more about that video game connection at the start so the Outrun mm. thing was, was big and it was kind of okay. artists making music that almost sounded like video game music but with retro synth samples. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say like 2012, 2013 is when it sort of forms. Okay. I'm trying to think when there was like the biggest influx of artists, but it's probably in like the 2014 to 15, 15. and 16, like yeah, that zone. Yeah, I was going to say. Because that's when I discovered them. I, I mean, I discovered the scene. I, I discovered the new Retro Wave yes. uh, YouTube channel. And I was like, what the hell? There's actually like a scene. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, and that was probably the time where there was the most like people would get excited about it and then they would, you know, download FL Studio and, and watch a YouTube tutorial. Mm. But then a lot of people would sort of come in and bail. Okay. So there was a lot of like, someone comes in, makes two or three songs, gets mad that no one listens to them and then leaves. <laughs> Yeah. Well, which is yeah, it's true. It's like this was like this. Yeah. It was sort of like a meme at that point that we would always make fun of, like just like, oh, here's another okay. person who sort of promotes themselves very heavily for you know a few weeks, gets angry, and then goes <laughs> away. And then so in that time though, like there was still plenty of amazing music, and like mm. the you know the cream rose to the top or whatever. And that's usually people who are actually passionate about making music. Yeah, just because the barrier. I, I say I, I catch myself saying the same sentences all the time, but like the barrier of entry to synthwave is low mm. you can get in and be making synthwave music pretty quick yeah and so it's all about what you bring to it that makes it stand out yes that's true because um to make a generic synthwave song is not i would say a difficult thing yeah but you know to stick around requires the staying power of someone who's actually passionate about making music yeah if you're not completely like obsessed about it then you're gonna lose interest uh, like with me, I was I was always like, I'm not making this kind of music because I'm 
<laughs> trying to get popular or try, I just love it. I just I just freaking love it. So uh, I don't I didn't really care. Yeah. If I sold if I have ten monthly listeners, then cool. I'm loving this. I'm sure a lot of artists are like that, but I'm, maybe sometimes they expect they expect too much. I mean, I, I did not expect to have nearly you know two hundred thousand. <laughs> Instagram followers doing synthwave. That is something I did not expect. Well, it's also something that's kind of new because I've never really seen it happen this way. Because even like, mm. even like the more popular artists that people would recognize, you know, if you talked about like in the early days, be like Perturbator and uh, mm. and uh, the Midnight, you know, and stuff like that. Even they, I mean, like they got a bump because uh, Captain America like retweeted them. That was like the Midnight. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, the act, the actor dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> I just call him Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's little things like that. You know, those are like the old school social media tricks. Like if a famous person notices you and retweets mm. you, you know, you get like a bump or whatever. But the sort of very quick, huge popularity of your, you know, TikTok and stuff is like, mm. it's it's kind of new. Yeah. Like I've, I've not seen an artist just pop in and then just this happens. You know what I mean? So there's something yeah. different about it. I remember thinking like, if I, if I ever got to 10K on, on Instagram, like, oh my goodness, I'm huge. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally this time last October, I had I had a thousand followers on, on, on TikTok and Instagram. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to dye my hair pink and then see if I can uh, get an extra thousand there. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You could, you, could, you can try. <laughs> you can the more you can look like Johnny Depp from from Wish or the Dollar yeah, yeah. Store. <laughs> I'm sure I get the vibe that I may be pissed off a couple of the old synthwave people. I just get the vibe sometimes, but that's not something I'm really gonna worry about. Well, what can you do, man? When the fucking algorithm uh, takes yeah. control? Because I'm you know? sure some some you know some people have been doing it for a decade, and then I just pop out of nowhere and just like, and they're probably like, "What the fuck is this fucking?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, any sort of exposure to the scene makes me happy. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, I'm not just saying that because I, I have a lot of it, but I, that's that's kind of my attitude even now. Like, just you know, any any music scene, that's how it happened, and now it's happening with synthwave. It's, it's, it seems like. Listen, let's listen to uh, another track. We just talked for a big uh, chunk there. I want to <laughs> listen to uh, the track "Parents." Okay. By Dream Kid. That was my dramatic throw. That was weird. <laughs>
And that was uh, Parents by Dream Kid. And I'm here with Dream Kid talking about... Dream Kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, what else is going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, otherwise, I'm just writing for this album. I'm doing my TikToks. Uh, I've just filmed a music video for my first single that I'm releasing this month. So, I'm busy, busy editing that. I should actually get people to edit it for me, but I, I, because I've got so much stuff going on but i don't want death i want to do it myself sure well it's fun to do especially in the, in the in the early days while i can i'd like to try and try and do everything myself i know like some people tell me that dude you can't do everything yourself and i, and I get that you can't uh, eventually you won't be able to but are you you mean when you're an old man yeah which is in three years time yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta edit now while my hands still work <laughs> yeah Exactly. Um, and I should, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to uh, start doing shows in the latter half of the year as well. Just need to work out how and Well, it's a good thing you got uh, Stu from Outland in your corner, man, because he can, yeah. maybe he can work some magic. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have uh, something in mind? Like, would you like to uh, get some supporting players or would you do like just a, a solo thing or what's the... I'll start off maybe the first couple I'll just do myself just as like a DJ slash kind of thing. But mm. I also play guitar and I'll sing and obviously play a bit of keys. But I would like a drummer. I would like to have... I think drums add a lot, especially live. When it's just one person there ready, I think another dr- like a drummer can add so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got someone in mind, obviously, who I'd, I would I would start off with that. But I also think it's good to do some shows, especially the first couple, completely alone, just to, I don't know, I think it just push your confidence if you're completely alone. Because I've never done a show by myself, just me, mm-hmm. in my life. So it's good to throw yourself out there to help you uh, for me, I know it'll push my confidence way more. Just uh, just get some cardboard cutouts of people. Yeah, yeah. And just arrange them on the stage. Like One Direction members, band members, just like put them around the, yeah, the yeah. stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know why I thought of One Direction. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm too old to get the reference. I don't even know there is a reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's cool. So when you are preparing, I mean, like, do you just look like that all the time? <laughs> yeah. So is it easy then when you start to like make a TikTok, you don't have to actually... Oh yeah, like- that's how I, I'm, that's me all the time. I, I wear cut up shirts every day. I, I wear eyeliner. I've been wearing eyeliner every day since I was probably 16. So it's not anything. I will add a bit of uh, eyeshadow for the TikToks. Just to make it a bit, <laughs> just to make it a little, I kind of leave that just for the TikToks. Just to give it a, a little bit of a sparkle or whatever yeah, yeah. A bit of flair. <laughs> but other than that yeah everything else ah oh, that's how i am permanently so no like when i'm not doing the tiktoks i don't like put on a rugby jersey and start like playing yeah. sports and like <laughs> <laughs> i don't go play squash with my friends in, in in college shirts that sounds nice though because then you're able to just fucking hit record see i'm so self-conscious okay. so before i even make even like a silly video i'm like at the mirror like oh i gotta put some makeup here and cover this up and oh my hair looks funny or whatever and like i'll uh i'll spend i'll, I'll waste all this time doing that and then have no time to actually uh, make the video yeah i think it's natural i think it's human nature i i mean i'll get like Sometimes I'll post something and I'll look at my TikTok and I'm like, what a moron. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? <laughs> you look like an idiot. But that's just my, that's just my imposter. I got a, that side of me that just wants to take me down all the time. So, but that's, I think that's human nature as well. So, and it also depends on your mood. You know, if you're in a good mood and you're in the right headspace, 
you're like, oh, no, it's cool. But then, like, the next day, you might be a bit depressed or something, and then you watch something back, and you'd be like, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's always just noticing any imperfections. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, because I'll, I'll make videos where I do everything myself, and then I'll watch back and see there's a fucking hair out of place, like, kind of flowing in the yeah. wind, like, just one single hair, and I'll think... Jesus Christ, I just spent so much time setting all that shit up. <laughs> and now all I'm looking at is some stupid hair. Just this fucking rogue yeah. hair. There have been times, dude, where I've used special effects to, like, erase stuff like that. Oh, dude. I get it. I, I, I'm like, it to an extent, too. And also what bugs me as well, my main thing, is that TikTok, the syncing of audio with the actual video, mm. it, it kind of fucks with that a bit. I find TikTok will push the audio... A little bit too fast before the the actual video, and then I find Instagram it's a little bit delayed. Yeah, no, Instagram there's a drift. So mm. if your video is like fifteen seconds long or twenty seconds long, it's fine. Mm. But if you have a one minute video, like halfway through, the audio starts to drift, and then everything's kind of out of sync yeah. towards the end. Like, that'll bum me out. I'll watch them back and I'll be like, I'm hitting a drum, and it's like off. I'm like what? That's not <laughs> how the video is. That's not me. <laughs> it, you know, there was a point where I was like, can I figure this out so that I can edit the videos to purposefully have the audio be offset? Yeah, so that- I did that. Oh, you I did? Actually, I actually sort of do. I, I mean, it's a bit difficult because what TikTok does and what Instagram do is slightly different. I think. I'm, I don't know for sure. But I get the impression that TikTok plays the audio faster and Instagram lags it. That's the vibe I get. Okay. So I kind of like, just kind of find a middle ground where I'll be like, well, it's probably, yeah, you don't want to put it too fast because then TikTok's going to look overboard and then it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard one. Well, this is how we'd solve it. Maybe I'll do this today, actually, because this this actually mm. would, um, is if I watch a video on Instagram and then capture it, like do like a screen capture of the video, then put yeah. it into the editing program and actually look at the waveform yeah. and compare it to the the, the original waveform. And then from in the you future, do that. Yeah, yeah, like offset your audio so it matches like, okay, at the 30 second mark, pull the audio back one second or whatever. Yeah. But the other problem is the Bluetooth headphones. That's another, that's another issue because mm. it's even worse. So if you watch it with Bluetooth <laughs> headphones... The lags even more. The, the the audio is out of sync. So it's just like this is like man, you, you can't cater to all these different problems. It's just no. like well, it's like yeah, it's like when you're when you're um, mixing your album as well, right? Because you'll mm-hmm. you'll think it sounds great, and then you'll go listen to it on another set of speakers and be like, what the fuck? And yeah, then- I always hear funny sounds, but that aren't there. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my weird thing that I always get. The more I listen to a song, especially it's always one that, that I've that I've produced, I'll hear a sound and I can't really explain it. And I'll tell people, I'm like, do you hear that funny sound? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, there's a funny sound. It sounds like or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm not talking about it. And it's just, and then every time I hear that song, I'll just hear that sound. It'll be so, <laughs> like, it just sounds so strong and just so, like, blatant. But yeah, yeah. to other people, they just think you're crazy. And, and, once, and once you focus on it, you never unhear yeah, it. Yeah, then you're done. It'll yeah. never leave. Every time you hear that song, you're like, ah, oh, there we go. There's that sound. Do you actually have ADHD or was that a joke? No, I do have it. So what does that mean? How does that manifest itself as an adult? It's basically just like, 
I just have a lot of thoughts that just just spiral on my head, and it'll just go round and round and round. And it's I've also I have like really bad OCD, and they what they that they say is actually quite linked together OCD and ADD ADHD. So I tend to I'll like before I I mean I take meds for it now, but before I would leave things to the last minute, um because I'd have all these tasks in my head coming at me where I just it'll just cripple me and I just wouldn't do anything. And then I would be like, oh, shit, I have to have that in tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah. And then I would just, I would just do it. And I, and I wouldn't do a bad job at all. Maybe I have this. <laughs> Everything you're describing, I'm just like, wait a second. I, I don't know. I mean, this is, I actually went to a psychologist in South Africa in, uh, in, uh, January. Cause I just suspected, I was like, something's just, I'm just not normal. Well, no, because I mean, I, but they yeah. say, they yeah. actually say the ADD actually is an advantage when it comes to a lot of creative stuff because you connect dots differently to the normal person mm-hmm. so you see things differently which is actually an advantage even with the TikTok some people are like dude you're going to run out of ideas how do you come up with all these things and I'm like I, I, I just I'm just got this is so much going on in my head it, it won't it cannot stop there's <laughs> so much stuff going like, on I'll never it just cannot not, stop <laughs> it, it cannot stop it's just constantly so, yeah yeah I mean I don't know I mean everyone talks about these these things like ADD and OCD and all that, but I'm definitely I'm definitely got a mix up of, of that but I think it's, it's, it helps me and probably it's made me who I am today and, and especially with artistic creative kind of things. It's interesting because just whenever people talk about ADHD and stuff like that, it's always in the context of kids. And so it's always like kids in school or kids these days have more ADHD. And so yeah. I never know what happens to them as adults. Like no one ever really talks about ADHD in adults. It's always just a kid thing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because my sister had, uh, she was taking Ritalin when she was in school because she was like completely hyperactive. Mm-hmm. But because I was a real quiet kid, no one thought there was anything that I had it. But I think, but then I did really bad at school because I was so busy I couldn't listen oh that's one thing with ADHD people if someone talks to you like in this podcast I'm listening and I'm, I'm pretty like pretty focused and stuff but there's a lot of times where like if you ever ask for directions and someone tells you directions and then you just like I actually don't know what they said I didn't even yeah. listen to one <laughs> Because I was so busy looking at their shoes or looking at something else and thinking about some other topic, and that's part of it. I don't know, man. Everything you're saying, I'm starting to think. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, look, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was just really. I was. I was a real bad listener in school. Mm-hmm. I was hearing them. Yeah, I was yeah. hearing them talk, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> they were making sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like someone will talk to me, and I'm so busy they'll they'll be trying to ask me a question. And before they've even finished the question, I'm already thinking about something that they initially asked in the question. And then when it comes to actually answering the question, I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. It might be OCD. It might be very OCD, but it is, it is, uh, it is linked. A lot of this stuff I feel like I have. One of mine is like, I have this weird social thing where if someone surprises me with a question, like if someone walks up to you like a stranger and says like, what's the time? Or do you know how to get to someplace? Okay. My immediate thing is to give them the opposite of the answer, but I don't mean to. (laughs) So every time when I I live in a small town now, so no one's asking me for directions, but when I was in the city, anytime someone asked me for directions, I would almost do this micro panic. Okay. And then even when I thought I had answered them correctly, as they walked away, I'd be like, wait, Peter Street's the other way. Why did I tell them it was to the right? Like I I literally was so confident too. I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, you, you go down there and it's to the left. And then, 
And then it would always be, not only did I give them the wrong information, mm. but I literally gave them the opposite. So if I told them to go right, I'd walk away and go, they're supposed to go left. Like, why did my brain even fucking say right? Like, it was, yeah. it was so weird. That's interesting. If people ask me the time, I forget how to fucking read numbers. Like, I just, like, I'm fumbling yeah. with my phone, like, where's the clock in this thing? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, another thing I have, and I sound like I'm completely, like, insane, but I have, like, left-right dyslexia. So, if someone says turn left for eight seconds or five seconds, I actually have to think, I actually don't know where right or left is. Yeah, you it's know weird. What? Dude, I wonder... And it's it's all, all this kind of shit, all this kind of stuff is all linked, and it's... And it's it's genuinely <laughs> everything you're saying is like a thing that I have. So now I'm <laughs> And it's genuinely what makes people creative a lot of the time. I'm an old man. I just learned how to drive. Okay. Because like I never had to drive before. So I have that difficulty too where I actually have to narrate because none of it comes naturally to me because I never learned to drive as a kid. Okay. So I have to say out loud everything I'm doing. Okay. Because I still I still don't have the muscle memory for it, you know? So yeah. if you're backing up a car and you want your car to pull out to the right, you're turning your steering wheel. I'm like, okay, I'm turning it to the left <laughs> so that it points me in the right, and I have to say it all out loud Yeah, because I'm just not used to doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine if, I know if I'm driving and I know I need to turn left, I'll turn left because I know it's that way. Yes. <laughs> but if someone says turn left, I'm like, oh, what? Uh, and I'm almost, I, I have to think about it. I have to really think about it. And, I, and the way I normally go is because I'm right-handed, I'll go, you right with that head. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's funny, stupid. man. I, I kind of have the same thing. Mm. But I, I always I always attributed it to be like some weird social panic or something. Like I don't want to look foolish. Yeah. But then I overthink in my subconscious brain is like overthinking what people are telling me. And instead of just going with the flow of like someone says it's over here, mm. you just go over there. For some reason, my brain like flips it. Yeah. Because it's like it's like making it more complicated for no reason. Do you, do you talk over people sometimes? Do you, do you find you talk over? I probably do it less now, but only because of doing this show. Oh yeah. So I'm more yeah. conscious of just like okay, leave a space when the person's talking because it's uh, really frustrating to edit if I <laughs> if I'm wasting. Yeah. But I do. I, I'm I'm assuming I probably do. A bit. Yeah. I think I've it's also kind of something I've learned. I've learned to do because I was I was pretty bad at that and that's a, that's part of ADD as well you just kind of people are talking but you just start shouting out things over them and they're like dude I haven't even finished what I'm saying yet like, <laughs> it's my turn <laughs> my turn to talk <laughs> yeah so like my brother used to say to me like dude you keep talking over people and I'm like oh. and then I'll get like I'll get all like like loser complex like oh shit I need to stop talking over people and, then, <laughs> and like yeah you eventually have to learn you have to learn to just like just, just chill out wait your turn yeah <laughs> Um, well, look, man. Listen, let's listen to one more song, and then maybe we can uh, we can wind down. Is that cool? Cool. Well, good. So I want to listen to this one. This is Game Over by Game Dream over. Kid.
right, and that was Dream Kid with the track Game Over. Game over. I've been chatting with Dream Kid, a.k.a. Ryan, from the uh, the eastern shores of South Africa, who <laughs> emigrated over to England. The tropical island of England. No longer hanging out in Richards Bay. No. <laughs> Richard's Bay. <laughs> how did you find? How did you think of that one? Is something popped up in Google? No offense to anyone from Richard's Bay if they ever listen to this, but Richard's Bay is not a vibe <laughs> at all. Isn't Richard's Bay where the uh, it's got a deep water port and it's an industrial hub? Is that correct? Yeah, I went there once for a surfing competition, but it's it's quite um it's quite rough. If you, uh, it's quite a rough place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you ever see the place Belito, Belito Bay, uh, that's where I'm actually from. Oh, Willard Beach? Yes. Brillo Beach is in Belito Bay. That's like the main beach. Yeah. So that's Yeah, it's a good place for surfing and swimming, I yeah. hear. And there's a boardwalk yep. with a scenic coastal walkway with ocean views. Is that correct? That's it. That's it. <laughs> I actually mix I actually mix my debut album in in, in, in Belito. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm up here at my dad's house. Yeah. How does your family feel about the uh, the Dream Kid explosion? Yeah, I mean they they're proud and stuff. And I'm obviously I've been doing music for so long. They're like, shit, it's about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. And I think especially like initially I was telling you about the synthwave thing, and they were like, they, were, they didn't really understand. They were like, what is the synthwave? Like, what, what are you on about? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. You're saying it's 80s, but it's not really 80s, but it's 80s. <laughs> and I'm like. And then after watching all the, the, the TikToks, they're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of getting this whole synthwave thing. I'm liking it now. It's growing on me. It's it's cool. Everybody likes it. Yeah. That's the thing about synthwave, man. It's uh, it's just not a lot of people know the words or they don't know exactly what it is. But I've, I don't think I've ever seen someone say they didn't like it. Exactly. Like if they like hear no, synthwave. Exactly. I mean, before synthwave, I never listened to music without lyrics. See, I did. Like I loved, uh, okay. I loved instrumental music. I would listen to film scores and stuff. Okay. I wouldn't say I disliked it. I just never did. I just was like, oh, it needs lyrics. No, it no, exactly. Singing. No, and, and definitely, because I'm not a purist when it comes to the synthwave scene. So I think mm. there are sort of people in the scene who I think wanted it always to be this small niche thing that nobody knew about. Yeah. Like your own little personal club. By the way, those people hate me now. Carry on. Well, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but like with your success with TikTok and stuff, the reason why I'm always happy about stuff like this is because I genuinely love the music. Like I've never... Mm. I've never wanted this to be some private club. It's like why I'm I, I want to share all mm. this awesome music that I'm hearing. Yeah, and I want people to like it. I want people to, like I, when I go downtown and someone drives by and I hear music coming out of their car. Mm. I want it to be synthwave. Yeah, and it's broadened so much since the scene started. So there was a lot of people who were very purist about like uh, it's got to be instrumental. Yeah, and all this people singing on their synthwave is and I'm I'm like honestly. Like everything has its place. Instrumental synth wave is very evocative. I love imagining movie scenes and mm. it gets me very creatively inspired and at the same time listening to an awesome synth pop jam yeah. gives me a different kind of energy and you know like I like I like it all, you know, so... Yeah, that, that's for me, like, uh, that's why I'm always... What I tell myself now and what I plan to do is I always make my albums half instrumental and half with singing. Just because I think that's cool and it's not something that's... 
in this day and age where everything's pop and everything's got vocals on every song, I think it's quite a cool thing to do. Like, screw it. Like, why not? Just don't sing on some songs. Yeah, okay. it's fine. Yeah. And it's cool. I like that. It, 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 for me, it keeps it refreshing to me. Yeah, and it's the vibe, right? Because I think that's what yeah. a lot of people were excited about with Synthwave in the first place is because it is, it's just very cinematic and evocative kind of music. I mean, that's why, you know, with the videos you do and like the video like Sunglasses Kid mm. uh, does as well, you know, whenever you have that paragraph about like what the scene is you're setting. Yeah. And it's always like, it's like, yeah, that is... That is the music that's going to be playing when I'm fucking heisting this yeah. band. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I think for me, while I started singing, because I know when it comes to do a live show, when I'm singing, it'll just add so much more to the show. Because if I'm just standing there and it's just a slow tempo instrumental, that's probably one thing I've always been a little bit with Synthwave. But like, I, you need to do you need to do a bit more because otherwise people are going to lose interest. Yes, and that's the thing. So as much as I love, and I do love Synthwave a lot, but definitely when it comes to the live thing, mm. the bands that have always stood out to me are like the bands. You know, like when people yeah. actually have like a band and like yeah. there is singing and stuff. Because when you go out to like a music show, you want it to feel like a music show. Yeah, exactly. And instrumental music is cool for setting a scene like if I owned a restaurant mm. or if I owned a club yeah I'd be pl- I'd be pumping synthwave music out because it you feel cool right it's like oh yeah, I'm exactly. fucking Scarface or whatever but when when you go see a performance mm. you want to see the artist perform that's what makes it special yeah. like you want I, that I, energy I think it can still be instrumental don't get me wrong but I think if you if you got a drummer and you're playing a lead guitar and you're kind of really giving it yes then it can work for sure I think it's just more like if you just put a laptop and you just play, I, I just don't think it's it, it's it really doesn't do it justice. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and it's always been a tricky thing because on one hand, you know, a lot of synthwave artists when they started was just a guy with a laptop. Yeah. You know, I couldn't fault them for going, it's cool that you're going out there and doing a live show. Like, that is cool. Mm. But definitely the artists who sort of rose above were the ones that understood you got to yeah. bring more to your game. Because even like guys like Perturbator, you know, when he started, yeah, he's just a guy with a laptop, but then started really investing in things like a really awesome light system. Yeah. It's stupid to say, but it added so much where you you can be yeah, playing the same songs definitely but when you have an expe- you know when you rent the good light system you know and like the mm. good fucking smoke machine and shit it, yeah. it adds so much to the show I guess also the other part of it a lot of synthwave the elements they're not very live elements in terms of it's a very computerized everything is very calculated and yes yeah yeah it's not the kind of stuff you can just get a band together and just smash out this perfect great sounding synthwave so there is that part which does make it more difficult. But I think, look, like that, I mean, I saw The Midnight last week and it was great. It was like a slightly more rockier version of what the albums are. And I think that's cool. I think that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to give people a different sort of show anyways than what's on the album because there is already the album and so Mm. I mean there's so many ways to go about it but I think you know as long as you have it in your mind like you know if I'm going to do a show I'm going to do a show yeah yeah definitely I think because I played in bands for me my whole life it's kind of like that's what I've always done so it's kind of it just makes more sense to me yeah 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 that's what I tell people and they're like why do you sing on some of your songs I'm like because when it comes to playing live I want to be able to just throw in a bit more I love just (laughs) 
<laughs> I do the same thing. My impression of what other people sound like. <laughs> I don't even know what I, like, I don't even know what I did. It's just you know like the, like why don't you do this? Uh, yeah. How come you? Do this? <laughs> that's like what the, the internet sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that's one of the hard things I suppose when you start getting like a lot of followers online is that everyone's got an opinion. Yes, everyone's got the answer for you, and you just like. Sometimes I'm just like, man, just can everyone just stop telling me stuff? It's just That's one of my pet peeves on the internet. Everyone always becomes fucking Johnny information. Yeah. Once you go out and do the thing. So it's yeah. like, whenever I ask a question of the internet, I never get an answer. But once I solve that problem myself, and if I publicly acknowledge yeah. it, then every all of a sudden people just fucking fly out of the woodwork. Exactly. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't fucking know that. I'm just like, well, I would have if you fucking told me when I asked the first time. <laughs> it's like, it's the same with um, recipes. Yeah. You ever watched a recipe video on YouTube? Someone gives their, this is how I make spaghetti bolognese. All the comments are just oh I would have put less garlic when I make spaghetti I do this when I make spaghetti I do like it's like oh you're all fucking full of recipes once somebody else already posted everyone knows it's like where's well then where's your YouTube video exactly like I I was actually initially I was like I was very bit quick witted and I was I used to just be like they'd be like oh you what you make that song is so pissed it's so easy to make like so simple and I, I used to just say okay cool where's your viral video yeah. <laughs> and then I was like okay that's probably a bit harsh like don't say that and then I, I, now I just I don't even reply I don't even engage I'm just like oh, you know what whatever but it's just that's probably the hardest thing is that everyone's got and not just people random people it's like family and friends like you should do this you should try that you should be doing this you shouldn't do that and it's just like just let me just do what I do like whatever just, I think I yeah, the, the biggest frustration for me is that it just it's just that it always happens after. It's like no one seems to want to ever like hmm. give information before the thing and then once you yeah, go out and then when when you're doing it then it's like you put oh. yourself out there and then it's like Oh, I would have done this, or I would have done that. I'm but like, but they act cool. like it's so easy. Then, uh, then it's like, okay, then where's yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I, I I feel this way all the time. It's just mm-hmm. it's so easy to comment on someone else's thing, and I think the reason why I find it so strange is because I'm not a commenter. I've never been. Yeah. Well, I'm not either. As well, I'm the same. Yeah, like when I watch something, if I don't like it, I don't say anything. Exactly. Like I just go, okay, well, I didn't like that, and I just sort of move on. Like I'm not that. Person person that feels the need to like i'm gonna type and tell this person that i didn't like it it's yeah. just like what are you doing like what, what yeah. is this i don't I, I just don't get it i always i'm also the same i never if i don't like something I just don't like something cool whatever dude yeah like that's <laughs> even really complimenting people i usually do that privately mm. like uh you know if, if i someone i know posts something really special like i'll just write them a message you know like dude that was a fucking yeah. amazing video but i still or i might give it a heart yeah but like i very rarely i'm just not a commenter yeah I don't know. Probably similar. But I think, yeah, that's probably, that's a hard thing. And it also depends on your mood of the day. If you wake up and you're in a, you're in a good kind of good spirit, then it doesn't really affect you. But sometimes you're just like, can everyone just shut up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can be brutally honest, that's what's in my head. It's just like, can everyone just shush? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know how to deal with the, the kind of uh, success you have on on your social media things because like mm. I mean to be fair a lot of it's positive so that must feel good but no I, don't get me wrong I'm, a pre, I'm like yeah I appreciate it like so much I do like nice comments like I mean they make me feel yeah. good but I fucking mm. focus on the negative ones yeah so, you, you like I'll, yeah, I'll probably have like one two percent negative but I, that's all I can think of <laughs> It's a funny thing, eh? like it's a weird 
uh, artist's burden. Yeah. Like you can see a hundred good comments, but one negative comment feels like a thousand negative comments. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. I don't know. Uh, there's no solution to it. Yeah. My new thing is I just try and focus on the positive and I also... I'm trying to do more just yeah. uh, like positive. I started doing more things on Twitter where I just promote songs I like. Okay. Here's a song I like, you know, by a band. Yeah, like, yeah. This is good. And that's kind of what my social media output is going to be is just here, here's, a, here's a thing like that's that you'll like. And yeah. that's it, really. I mean, the, the ideal situation would just not to even read comments. I know, just man. Like, posts and like Joe Rogan says, he just, he just posts and he just cheers. Doesn't yeah. even not it, look. And also, people contradict each other, like, in the comments, because then you get, like, not contradict, but, like, you'll get one comment that'll be, like, why don't you smile more in your videos? And then and then you'll smile more, and the next day I'll be, like, you're smiling too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't know what, what must I do? I don't know what to do. Everyone, one person says do this, one person says do that, and just, like, that's why you're just going to be, like, oh, whatever, just be you and just do whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a lovely sentiment to end on. <laughs> Just be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. So listen, uh, it was uh, it was lovely to chat with you and get to yeah, know you. That was awesome. I hope you have a lovely. What time is it there now? It's now nearly three a.m. I might make some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And watch Surf Ninjas. Yeah, well, listen, it was, uh, I hope that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all and good. we, uh, of course, look forward to the the new album. Cool. And there'll be new songs for people to listen to. And uh, if people aren't already, they can find Dream Kid on uh, all the social medias. All the, and All the handles are Dream Kid 83. Lucky guy, all my handles are different. <laughs> 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 They're all one's a beyond underscore synths and a beyond synth uh, podcast. It's yeah, uh, I fucked yeah. up. No, that, that was one thing I wanted to do. I was just like, I need to make all the handles the same. Even 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 if I can get just Dream Kid on another platform, I'll just make it Dream Kid eighty three because it's just gonna be confusing. Anyways, will you have? I, do I even say have a good night if it's three in the morning? Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose I got two hours left, maybe of not <laughs> <of> Tom. <laughs> Do you, do you have any final words before I hang up on you? Um, aliens are going to be here any minute. <laughs> <laughs> In the next year, we're going to see aliens. Sweet. That's my final words. I hope they appreciate the work of Dream Kid. I think they'll be friendly. I think they'll be quite friendly. I hope so, because the alternative is uh, really bad if they're not. Yeah, they'll, they'll really suck. Because <laughs> 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 we'll <all> die. Yes. <laughs> And that yeah. is a wonderful sentiment to end on. Oh, thanks, man. Take care, dude. Just did. All right, and that was my conversation with Dream Kid. I hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth Radio. We got lots of fun shows. Just a few weeks ago, we started doing another one called My Favorite Game, where I have former uh, guests of the show come back and we talk about their favorite video games. Of course, Marco and I have been watching terrible B-movies and playing cool tunes, and we're probably going to record a new roundtable very soon. So if that's not next week's episode, it'll be the week after, so we can catch up with uh, Michael Oakley and Florence and Marco, and that's all I have to say. So, thanks for listening to the show. If you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or uh, there's also a PayPal link as well. If you go to beyondsynth.com You can find all the links there. So it's all good. So listen, have a lovely day. Keep on being cool. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. 
Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.